You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights, we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. We're at the diner, and so are you. It is the GGR Pirate Radio flagship podcast that we have here. My name is Mike Lunsford. I'm your host, but I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. Uh, it's greatgeekrefuge.com. Hey, we got a lot of great content up there. In fact, we just got two new reviews from our wonderful media correspondent, Miss Chelsea House. She reviewed, I'm trying to remember the name of the anime um, anthology that she just reviewed. Um, Almost Heroes, I think, is that what this was called? Let me pull it up again real quick here. Modest Heroes. I'm sorry. My mistake. Modest Heroes. Uh, we also had a review from Miss um, Danny Rogue. She did a review of the newest Zack Snyder movie, uh, which is... why Army am I, of the like, Dead. Army of the Dead. Thank you very much. I am. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, um, and all folks out there who are listening. Um, my head's a little cloudy because I've been taking some cold medicine. But, um, yeah, like, Army of the Dead, we got a review for that. We also got a review for the new Netflix series <clears throat> that I'm also blanking on right now, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. There we go. Yes. Hey, Cole Bettison's wearing <laughs> off a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, so check those out. Those are from uh, Chelsea uh, and from Danny, so you guys should definitely go give those a read. But that's a great kind of segue into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we are going to be talking about the things, the new projects, the new TV series, the new movies that are going to be coming out that we are super excited about. So to kind of get back into that positive mind frame that we all want to be in uh, now that things are starting to lighten up. I mean, like, there seems to be hope. They're starting to lift mask mandates everywhere. There's, like, Virginia has declared itself to be post-COVID, which is, I mean, I'm excited. I'm hoping it's not too soon to call that. Like, I'm hoping they're not, like, jumping the gun on that. Fingers crossed here. But, like, that, I'm pretty excited about that. How are you guys feeling about all this? Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm i still a bit cautious, you know, like I'm, I'm still wearing my mask, uh, you know, whenever I have to leave the house for anything. But I am very excited to be able to go just 
do what feels like what will feel like normal people stuff <laughs> for the first time in forever. Yeah, right? Like it 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 is a little weird because you're just like cautious. You're just like, I don't know if I trust this yet because didn't we do this before? Like we in in that function that Facebook has where you get to see like the, the memories from the year ago. Um I'm I'm seeing a lot of the wow, you know, if we had just stayed inside and listened for two weeks, we would be fine, but nobody fucking listened. Like <laughs> so I'm still cautious about like just like fully embracing the fact that everything's cool and everything's safe, but also too, I'm vaccinated now. So it's like yeah. Yeah, I mean as long as I, I, I'm I'm gonna you know, keep a mask on me and if I'm going into any business, uh I will put it on. Um, and if, you know, it looks like this is not, not a requirement or if anybody else, uh, or the majority of people aren't having them, I'll take it off. I'm fully vaccinated. Part of the, part of the point of this shit was <laughs> the inoculation is supposed to keep us relatively safe and we're getting some good information from the CDC. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely understand why people were frustrated with that when that info came out. Um, because a lot of people are still being irresponsible and are, you know, being, you know, like refusing to be vaccinated and stuff, but we don't get to pick and choose the facts we, we get. And it, I, I gotta be honest, that, that was, that was a frustration that I got from a lot of folks that I, I trust and love who were upset with the CDC for saying that we don't necessarily, like, like you can be around people and that you don't necessarily have to be wearing a mask. Like I get it. Irresponsible people, but irresponsible people are going to be irresponsible regardless. Yeah. So yeah. being mad at the scientists for explaining it's okay. <laughs> that, that was a little frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's get your, get fucking get your shots folks. Like we expected of kids. I, I can very clearly remember being, you know, in the fourth or fifth grade and being told if you don't have your vaccines, you cannot come to school. It's that simple. Like, let's just act like a fucking adult. It, it doesn't take much. You know, like I there was a meme going around that um, I thought was really on point where it was it was saying like and I think I shared it, actually, where it, it said something to the effect of. Um, so you're just going to blindly listen to the CDC when they tell you that, like, <laughs> this is what you should do? Yes, I am. Yes. Because they have billions of dollars in funding. They're all, like, actual medical doctors. They know what they're talking about. And their job is public safety and health. And, yes, I am going to take exactly what they're saying as gospel because – why shouldn't you? And I'm not saying like blindly trust the government, okay? Like, but at the same time, it's their job to do this, and they have billions of dollars worth of funding, as I mentioned. And like, I'm gonna trust them more than I'm gonna trust some dickhead on YouTube who's just like, you shouldn't trust them, man. They're putting mercury in your in, in your vaccines, and that's like to control you because you're gonna get, shut up. <laughs> like, it's I'm like, <laughs> I. <clears throat> there, there's another rant in there, but I'll save it for some other podcast that's not you know, at the diner. Cause we're going to be positive yeah. today. Um, but like just the overall general consensus of you can't trust anything ever for any reason whatsoever is just like, it's wearing thin and like the whole, like, well, you can't trust vaccines. Well, why not? Well, because they put things yeah. in them. Yes. They do. Yes, put there them. are things in them. 
Yeah, I was going to say, there, there's a difference between, like, um, saying, like, saying something to be cautious and saying something that you know is in bad faith. And a lot of these people are saying the things that they're saying in bad in in bad faith. They're not, they're not they're not saying it because of actual concerns. They they they're saying it because they can't be bothered to care about being vaccinated, you know, for for someone else's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like it's, especially too, I think that the other problem is is a lot of people don't really get like. They don't they don't really truly understand everything that's going on. Right. Yeah. And because of that, they're going to say things that make them sound smart. Yeah. Things like, well, I did my research. OK. Yeah. Confirmation bias. Yeah. I know <laughs> you, you, what you, fucking you research did. can yeah. I do that is going to be more effective than the Center for Disease Control? Honestly, like, where I just, can I go? Do you, guys picture, do you guys picture it like I do too, where it's like somebody in like a pair of like cargo shorts and like like an ill-fitting Superman T-shirt, but then also a lab coat and some goggles, like mixing like things in a beaker and just going, hmm. hmm. I, I I feel like it would be better if you had like a NASCAR hat with the uh, the rainbow mirror shades on top of that. Uh, <laughs> Got to have the shades and. And but then but then safety goggles over their actual eyes. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, the 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 fucking like five eleven pants, uh, and and lab coat over top of that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fucking foolishness. The results the results from the lab are in, man. I don't fucking know what this any of this shit means, <laughs> but I did my research. <laughs> Reports are back. I can't read any of this. <laughs> really hard. I don't understand half these damn words, man. Shit. Yeah. It's somewhere along the lines, like, our, our country made it okay to get mad at people for, for going to college and for being intelligent and for actually, like, knowing the science. And, like, I don't know why that happened other than, like... Again, I can sound like a conspiracy nut here, you know? Um, but like I, I really think that it's it's all been on purpose. It it was it was done to purposefully like keep people dumb. And like that's why they're cutting funding from public schooling is like, well, if we can keep them dumb, then they can't question the, the stuff we're trying to do. And if they just if we just say things like, Oh, well, you know, God is on our side, they're gonna be like, Well, I like God, so I'm gonna yeah. be on their side too then. Jesus the is fucking, there's there's a joke on Parks and Rec about it, where the um, the old cultists they keep insisting that the world's gonna end. They rent the park every year or two um, for the end of the world. They have a whole celebration and, and, and like a ceremony for the end of the world, and uh, they call themselves the reasonableists. And they call themselves that specifically so that if you try to argue with them or say that they're being foolish you sound like an asshole i mean yeah there's there's no arguing the point and yeah and once somebody crosses over to the well i have god on my side like okay well spider-man told me that you're wrong so <laughs> i guess we're even yeah like, are, we, are we just we just taking you know whatever the fuck we want to say and and, and go in that direction yeah it it 
it's it's a mess. That's the best way to describe it, basically. But <laughs> the thing that, that to kind of pivot to what we were gonna um, talk about, trying to be positive in all this stuff, is like the positives that I've seen though is like with all of this is I'm starting to see that some people are are getting it, and some people are just like just happy to be able to live their life again and like i mean like like what we did this past weekend you know like we got to see each other for the first time in forever like there's hope again like and it's because like the people that we have in charge of the government actually genuinely seem to care about trying to make things better and not just trying to make things more divided and just help their rich buddies like it's it seems like good is happening finally and I'm excited about it, you know, like it's I, I think that we're 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 turning the corner and things are only going to get better. There'll be some bad stuff, I'm sure. But like, I think holistically things across the board are going to get better. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about things that are better. Let's talk about better things that are coming on the horizon. Um, I've hit a point. I don't know about y'all, but I've hit a point where there's really not much I'm watching new on TV. Like I need more stuff. And thankfully the world of geeky and nerdy media has responded in a big way because there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be coming up here. Um, in fact, I just mentioned a couple of them that I need to watch. I still need to watch Army of the Dead, but I wanted to talk Do about that. Mr. Rambo, you just watched it. <laughs> give, us, give us kind of a quick a quick snapshot on this, man. Because like um, our, our review from Danny, Danny seemed to like it, but like was not like overly praising it her I, response was basically like hey, it was fun it was like a baby. i'm glad she enjoyed that movie she watched yeah. uh it is two and a half hours long you could easily cut an hour from it uh and it would be a much better film um yeah. it it suffered Zack snyder really really likes to take his fucking time with things um I I might be done with him as a filmmaker because wow it's I'm just like I know that a lot of people are really happy with his cut of Justice League. There's no reason in the fucking world that movie was four hours long. It there there's even as I say that I I understand the practical reasons for why it was. Um, but it it just no no we don't need that. It's not fucking the Ten Commandments, man. Like, um. And with Army of the Dead, there are there are things that like offend me as like like someone who knows narrative and someone who is uh, uh, into serialized storytelling. Like there are aspect, there are things in that movie that when me and Katie watched it, she was like, "Wait, that thing," and I'm like, "Oh no, we must that must be a reference to something else that we missed, or or they'll resolve it later." And look into it later. No, no, no. She was right. Um, I, I don't know how spoilery you want me to get. Um, I don't really. I mean, to, can I? To be brutally honest, man, it, it's a fucking zombie movie. How spoilery can you be? Like, I mean, there's, there's. That's the thing. You would think that. You would th- like if, if what he did was made a horror heist action movie, that would be great. And that's the hour and a half long version. But it there's this whole subplot with the zombies, how there's like smart zombies, 
and there's there's a whole separate culture, and there's robot zombies. What? What's going on there? You don't know because they don't explain in the fucking movie. Um, (laughs) And apparently there's going to be like a there's a proposed prequel and a sequel that is supposed to like go into the background of it. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, man. Like, are you are you serious? And I I saw somebody uh, uh, talk about it on Twitter and they're like the pitch meeting for for Army of the Dead. An executive goes, hey, Zach, do you want to make a um, a really good, fun, engaging action movie that would, you know, inspire people to want to see a sequel? And he goes, no, I'll just leave a bunch of uh, a bunch of unfinished ideas in there. And my army of sycophants will require that you let me make more movies. And I go, OK, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, it, it's it's I just don't understand the degree to which um, that dude feels the need to complicate things. Um, I, yeah, if, if it had been what I, what I expected based on what I saw, um, I would have had a great time with that. And I, and I enjoyed a lot of what I saw in that movie, but it's really right up until they get to the actual vault. Once they get there is when it starts to really fall apart. But up to that point, it's, you know, there's some interesting characters and um, and it's shot pretty well. And there's some, there's a, a whole great action sequence uh, with it. I will I will refer to a character as Vasquez from uh, from Aliens. Mm-hmm. And if you get that reference, great. And if you don't look it up, Um but yeah, there's a character that they introduce a sub. They introduce a romantic subplot, literally seconds before a character is killed. <laughs> I'm like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is you fridged a character ten seconds after you made them a romantic subplot. Like, that is ballsy. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, like, honestly, it's kind of funny. It's like. Oh, let's have this romantic life together. Let's do these things. Oh, you no, know, like, dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> headshot. Yeah. Come on. Um, and, it, 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 and, it, and it felt like a joke, but it's also supposed to be played seriously to some degree because man pain. Like, I just, is this a, is, are, is this a parody of, of, of action movies? Like, what do you, what's the goal here, man? Um I hope every, anybody who was interested in it, I hope you watch it. I hope you have a great time. Um, but if you were on the fence, do anything else. Anything else. Hell, go back and watch Dawn of the Dead. His his fucking remake of Dawn of the Dead is rock solid. Great fucking movie. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't envision a reason for me to be interested in the sequel or the prequel, which apparently, like, I think the prequel's going to be like an animated thing. Um, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I, I don't need... Go, go make your fucking Atlas Shrug movies. Like, have fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, make your fucking Fountainhead. I don't give a shit, but I, I just... I just fucking can't, man. Like, it's... It's just... It just feels... I, it feels like no no dad promised he's gonna pick you up and take you to the mall 
we're going to the movies. It's going to be great. And you're just waiting by the door. And he never comes. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe this time it'll it'll be good. No, it won't. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a long slog, waste of time. There's gonna be some stuff that you enjoy, and you're gonna be very excited about. And then when you actually get to the execution, it'll be like, oh, all right. Well, I guess. Or it's like it's like your dad shows up for your birthday party after not seeing him for a really really long time, and he's got like. I don't know. Let's say you're 13 and he's got you like a big stuffed teddy bear. And you're like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Dad. I'm about up. five years too old for this, but uh, sure. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's over long. Um, I like Dave Bautista a lot. I think he's a, he's a really charismatic dude, but I don't think he has the acting chops yet to really do, um, to, there are things that are expected of him in that movie that I don't think he's quite at the level to do yet. Um, and, and in the same way that, like, you know, before 21 Jump Street or uh, A Guy to Recognize Your Saints, if you told me Channing Tatum could actually act, I'd have laughed in your face. Um, but then I saw those movies, and I'm like, okay, either you took some acting classes or you need a certain kind of director that's going to really give you good guidance. And maybe Batista's that same way. Uh, I have not yet watched Blade Runner 2049, but I've heard very good things about his performance in that, um, which is not a standard action movie performance. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's a bad actor by any stretch, but I think he he I think he's an action movie director or uh, actor. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm real fucking curious to see him in Knives Out too. That, that that's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, there's there's enough elements in that that could have worked and could have been really interesting if you didn't wax philosophical about a bunch of shit and just overcomplicate it, man. Like sometimes all I need is chocolate cake. Quit trying to add shit to it. You're 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 bogging things down. Um, but yeah, no. If you looked at it, looked at the trailer and it looked like fun, fuck it, man. Watch it. It's only two and a half hours, and honestly, I I'll, I'll I will give him this. Much like Justice League, it does not feel like the length of time you're committing. It is yeah. well edited in terms of its pacing, um, but yeah, at a certain point, me and Katie were sort of like, huh, okay. I, I mean, that's an interesting choice. You you ever watch a movie and it it goes in, in in a different enough direction that you're no longer really watching it so much as analyzing it. Yeah. 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 That because about. that, that would be um, the man who killed Hitler and also the Bigfoot. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. That's a weird fucking movie. Yeah. Like it, I was in it, in it, in it, in it. And then the, the Bigfoot throws up on him. And really like, strange, really and, fucking strange. And I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" And like, you can like MC and I watched it, and like we both like. <laughs> I still remember like him watching it and messaging me like as he was watching that scene, and I'm just like dying laughing. I was like, "Wait for it, wait <laughs> for it." Here it comes. And then it happened. He's like, "What oh. the fuck just happened?" Yeah, just yeah. What the hell um, is this movie? Vomit. Yeah. Everywhere. Very strange. And, you, yeah. and and that fucking monologue that Elliot has uh uh in his house at the fucking dining room table. 
so good. And then, yeah, that, and it's really that. It's really that one scene where you're just like, that was a very strange choice and really took me out of this. But okay. Um, well, I, I wonder what else is going to happen. And from that point on, you're, you know, they've, they've, they've like a broken kayfabe effectively. And you're just yeah. like, okay, now I, I can see why that character would do that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that like, ties to this thing. Yeah. You start looking. You know. You're. 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 You've been removed enough from it that the experience is now not about taking the journey so much as looking at how the ride works. Um. And that can be kind of interesting, but it also like that is a failure on the filmmaker's part. You've 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 removed me from this experience. Uh, and, and so now I can either keep looking at it, um, or uh, it's, it's, I think that's it. It's, it's the difference between watching a movie and looking at a movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Army of the Dead, it's got some cool performances in it. Um, it's very violent. Uh, so if that's the thing you're into, Hey, do it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that are set up that are not paid off. Yeah. Um, what, like explicitly with the, well, I'm going to have another movie to do this. So fuck you. Um, which is a bummer. I, I know Zack Snyder can make a good movie. I've seen them, but I feel like he's really kind of getting up his own ass at this point. And <laughs> I'm, I, and, and his, you know, his super fans are not helping. Um, so yeah, I I, I I don't know definitively if I'm gonna be just over with him, but it's gonna like whatever his next project is, it's gonna have to look real interesting for for it to catch my uh, catch my attention. Yeah, I can see that. Like, because remember when we were talking about our some of our favorite movies, and you pointed out you're like, man, you sound like you're a really big Tim Burton fan to me, because two of my favorite movies are Pee Wee's Big Adventure and um fish. big fish yeah um i to a certain degree but then what ends up happening is like he lo- he lost me so like i was good like i, I again love Wee's big adventure one of my favorite movies of all time um big fish one of my favorite movies of all time uh edward scissorhands i think is a work of art um love batman his his take on batman i thought was really good i know a lot of uh comic book fans not so much but i don't really give a shit um he lost me when he started really, really diving deep into the Johnny Depp stuff. But then, like, I did, I did not like um, his interpretation of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I thought it was not; it was weird for the sake of weird. And like, it had some good moments and it had some good concepts. But overall, it it lost me big time. And he just really dove into that, like. It was like somebody told him they were like, hey, you know that you're like the spokesperson for emo kids, right? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, well, shit, then I can just do whatever I want that's emo and everybody will love it. And that's he kind of just like gave up, you know, and like that wasn't. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Kevin Smith, man. Kevin Smith did the same thing. Like I thought Kevin, I think you crystallized it though with Kevin Smith when you said that like he was a product of his time. Like, if you want, like, hey, what's a really good movie series that I can watch that's, like, a perfect distillation of what the 90s were like? Anything done by Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about Kevin Smith 
yesterday, yesterday, in the last couple of days with a buddy of mine, uh, and Kevin Smith, he he won. Kevin Smith did the thing. He he made his movies where he said the things he wanted to say, uh, and he became successful. And he's like, well, shit, I don't, I I'm good. I want to talk about Batman with my friends. Uh, and hey, maybe if I if I if I want to make another movie, I will. I'm like, oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll make a movie with uh, with my daughter and her best friend, who happens to be the daughter of a very famous actor. Um, and that'll be fun. Yeah, why not? Wait, who was the who was the other girl? Who was the? Oh, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yoga Hosers is Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith's daughters starring in a movie together. Um, and I, I don't know if Smith is in it, but I know Johnny Depp has a little role in it. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just him fucking around and doing whatever he wants to do. Um, and you, I mean, and then, than Adam Sandler, you know, that's what he's doing. Fuck no. I mean, and like, you know, it's, it's funny for, for all, there's one perspective that says like, you know, it's kind of a bummer that this artist whose work I respected, um, is now kind of they they're good like they 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 hit their fucking quota and they don't feel the need to make anything else but at the same time like how mad can i be at somebody for doing like accomplishing the things they want to accomplish particularly when you think about things like the fact that when we made clerks he took on like tens of thousands of dollars in debt to make that movie um oh yeah the stories of like him he was working at a video store and like he just racked up like like what was it like 15 credit cards so that something he could, absurd something yeah. fucking crazy um like dude put the work in uh and you the the we 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 realized that the turning point was dogma dogma was the movie where he stopped doing um straightforward uh, uh like slice of life stuff even when you know, with like some goofy humor added in, obviously in places, and and started to lean more toward the fantastical, and when that happened, that's when the kind of the floodgates open in terms of like, oh yeah, I don't really have to have like a message behind my stuff post dogma. I can just make whatever I want. And there are definitely times when he still goes back, like no, I have something to say, like Red State and Clerks Two to some extent, um, but like. You know, that's when you start getting like fucking Jersey Girl and Cop Out, and um, you know, and and it, and, and fucking and the and the Jane Silent Bob movies. I mean, and I'm, by that I mean specifically like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and then whatever this this most recent one was. Like, I don't really have any interest in watching this new one because yeah, I'm I'm an adult now. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't really care in the same way. Um, and you know, I remember watching Jan Bob Strike Back and be like, "Ah, eh, it was funny," but I didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. Jay and Bob should not be the focus of the movie. Um, because there's not really they're they're characters, but they're not really characters. They're they're jokes. They're walking jokes. Um, you know, Jay's gonna say ridiculous, you know, drug fuel nonsense. And then Bob is gonna be quiet for most of the time until he says something. Uh, well, I mean, to the point where like Jay makes jokes in the movies about the fact that Bob 
will be quiet until he's not and say like something profound. Um, so yeah, like, like the fact that they be, they, they went from being like, you know, this kind of like cameo Greek chorus thing to, uh, the, the, the linchpin and, and the, the surrounding factor for all these stories. Um, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it it's the point where he stopped being a filmmaker and started making movies, if that makes sense. And that's not meant to belittle anything he's done. It's just, it's, I think it's the intent. Like, it's just, they're all long commercials essentially for his brand. That's all it is. And ultimately, yeah. And ultimately like you can't hate the guy for that because like, what's the, what's the intent of being a filmmaker in the first place? Yes. I understand that people are going to be like, Oh, well, um, you should be making art. And to a certain degree, you are hundred percent correct. You should, but also it's to make money. And guess what he's doing? Well, I mean, commercial art is art. Yeah. Like dudes do like, like I said, he's, he's a victim of his own success. He, he wanted to be successful as a filmmaker and you cannot argue the fact that he is. Yeah. Um, but what does that mean for some people? That means now I can make, you know, the edgier, bolder, you know, ballsier uh, movies that I wasn't able to make as a, as, as a younger guy. But for other people, it means, okay, I got to the point where it, <laughs> it makes me think of, there is that SNL bit, I want to say when Tobey Maguire was hosting, uh, years back, uh, and it was, uh, uh, he was a yoga teacher, and Will Ferrell is in the class, and Will Ferrell has finally perfected the ability to suck his own dick. <laughs> and and they're like, what, you know, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, this is this is why I was here. This is this is all I wanted to do. <laughs> I went, and, and everybody else in the class is like, shit, can can you can you teach me how to do that? <laughs> and like, Kevin Smith had a goal, and the goal was like make enough money to be comfortable, uh, and and. And have a good time. And that's what he's doing. And I can't fault the guy for that. Um, I just don't want to watch Tusk again. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to. That's the other thing. <laughs> like, I'm not obligated to watch his fucking movies. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it is kind of a bummer on the one hand. But at the same time, like, again, I can't be mad at him for doing what he wants to do. Like, he's not hurting anybody. You don't want to watch his movies. Don't watch his movies. Um... But yeah, it is it is kind of sad because like I re- I still really enjoy chasing Amy and I uh, uh, and Clerks is is a fucking classic like that is a really cool insider look at like what it is to fucking work retail. Um, but you know, oh well, those movies still exist. I don't want to go back to them. Exactly. I wanted to pivot real quick here too because MC, you've actually started to watch Jupiter's Legacy, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm about three episodes and three or four i can't remember which okay what do you think so far um it's enjoyable um it hasn't like it it hasn't grabbed me um from from the from the beginning so like i'm just kind of watching it because i'm like kind of waiting for that like you know how there's like when you watch something and like there's that thing that 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 gets you that's like okay yeah i'm I'm gonna i like this i really want to see what happens next Right now, I'm just kind of uh, really just getting introduced to the characters. There's one character that is extremely unlikable, like extremely. And it's unfortunate because that character 
Uh, the la- the episode I'm on now seems to really just be focusing on them and not anyone else. So I'm not yeah. enjoying that. I'm not enjoying that as much. Um, and judging from what other people I know have said about about the show, uh, that character doesn't get better <laughs> hmm. the, the, the the further I get into it. No, no. Um, but <laughs> is but, this the uh, is this the daughter that like yes, uh, yes, that Chelsea yes. was talking about? How she's just like a stereotype of every teenage girl she, ever. She is it, it, like the worst stereotype. It's yeah. Like I there's not a redeemable thing I can say about her character. I'm just like, oh, why is she here? Um, but like, aside from her, I I find all of the other characters to be pretty interesting. Um, it's a rather, it, it is an interesting take on the superhero genre, especially when the first, when like kind of the the big discrepancy between like the older heroes and the new heroes pops up. And I want to say episode two might be episode, it might be the end of episode one, um, but episode, but episode two. Um, and I, I won't I won't spoil it uh, for you guys unless you don't care. Um, but it, I I am interested to see what more they do with that as far as ex- exploring that because like where I where I've stopped right now they are just now introducing a lot of the younger like the newer class of heroes um, who have a different perspective on you know what it means to be a hero. And so um, I'm probably gonna get uh, watch a couple more episodes after we we finish today. But I'm curious to see what they what they decide what they decide to do. But it, it hasn't grabbed me in the same way that like the boys grabbed me in episode one, or even like something like Superman and Lois grabbed me in episode one. Yeah, no, I totally get that too. Um, let me ask you too. So, but overall, like you you haven't been like, oh, I'm not watching this shit. Like you're 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 sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm I, I it's it's not. It's not bad. Like it's not a bad show. Um, there, like there, there are parts that I was I was confused about, but it, like I would say that it's not it's not bad. It's yeah. it's definitely watchable. You know, like none of the episodes have have really been terrible outside of the the one that I'm on, but only because I don't like the daughter. <laughs> and it, like the entire episode is told from her perspective. Yeah, that'll that'll kind of ruin it. So yeah, no, I got you. Um, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to touch on those real quick. So um, I I need to watch Jupiter's Legacy. I want to see that. Um, the other one, the one that I'm watching right now, and I'm watching it with Sandy because she got me into it a few seasons ago, and the new season just came out. So we're like four or five episodes in right now, and that's The Handmaid's Tale. This show is so fucking good. Like, and and this is saying a lot too because like Elizabeth Moss, the the lead actress in this, is a Scientologist, and after doing that episode of Mike Explores about Scientology, I have like zero respect for anybody in that religion because it's basically just a cult, and they keep trying to like play it off like it's not, and they treat women like shit, and like the message of The Handmaid's Tale is very very pro-feminist, and for Elizabeth Moss to be up there doing this thing for this show, and then saying, oh, I'm a Scientologist after they have a reputation, not just a reputation, like a history of treating women like shit, it kind of rings very hollow. At any rate, that show is so fucking good. Like, it it was it was hard to watch during the Trump administration because it was like, man, we're not far off from this at all. But, like, now that Trump's out of office, there's a little bit of hope, but there's still just that lingering threat as we see the conservative side of our government like do shit like they're doing in texas with the abortion laws and alabama like all this crazy shit where they're trying to basically like 
make it legal for them to tell women to do whatever they they can do whatever basically trying to tell women that they don't get a say in what they do with their body like that's a lot of what this show is about and it does an excellent job of of really portraying that so like if you guys haven't watched it at all it's worth watching i'm gonna warn you right now it is not comfortable to watch like it it you will get times where you were just like what the fuck and you're just like yeah but that's honestly in my opinion that's what makes it good so uh, for anybody out there listening, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. I've I have enjoyed it. My wife has enjoyed it. It is well worth your time. So let's do this. Instead of talking about what the stuff that's on right now, let's talk about the stuff that's coming up. That was kind of what we promised at the beginning of this episode. So let's fulfill our promises that we said. Um, <laughs> I wanted to start with something that MC, you actually shared in our chat. And I think that that is the perfect segue for this um we got an announcement recently and yeah and i'll let you take it man since you were the one that shared it kind of tell us what uh what you found um on the wonderful and wild internet uh just now about uh who might be directing a a movie that we're all excited about yeah so um there's been a lot of controversy surrounding dc and warner brothers you know for for pretty for pretty good reason um, you know, between the the Ray Fisher stuff and and some other things that that have been going on, but one of the things that they announced was that they were going to be doing a Black Superman project. Um, but not you know any of the you know Black Supermen that we know like Val Zod or Calvin Ellis or even Steel. Shout out to Superman and Lois uh, this week or last week, excuse me. Yeah. Um, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, spoilers. <laughs> they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. It's all over the internet at this point. Fair enough. Um, but uh, you know, this, but uh, you know, they're looking to do a a, a black Kal-El project or turning Kal-El, you know, Superman into uh, or making him black. Excuse me for an upcoming movie that is outside of the canon of the DCEU. It's uh. It's un- it's uncertain whether or not it's going to be part of like Earth Two, like the, like on on the same Earth as like uh, Robert Pattinson's The Batman is going to take place, or if this is just its own standalone thing like the Joker movie was. Um, but all that being said, there there there's been a couple different bits of info that that uh, that have come out. Uh, like Ta-Nehisi Coates is is attached to to write the movie, and just yesterday, just last night. Um, a wonderful actress or actor and director found out that she is in the running to direct uh, this uh, this upcoming Black Superman film, and that would be none other than Miss Regina King. Hell yeah, yeah man, that would be a huge get if they ended up getting her. Like that would be fantastic. Like and, and like especially too because then then you essentially can do what. Marvel did with uh, Black Panther. Will you make it a not just a oh well here's a chance to make a cool movie and we'll just put you know whoever the fuck we want in as director. Like you literally could make this something that is like a, a whole project a, 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 that is done by African American creators and that would be that would be fantastic. And I think it would be like bold too because and honestly that's what dc needs to do right now is they need to take some chances and they need to be bold instead of being cautious 
Yeah, I like it for me. It just, I mean, like I, I am very excited to see if 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 she does get chosen. Like I'm that that this that is absolutely a a day one watch for me. Like whenever it releases, I will be there in the theaters yeah. uh, to see it. But like for me, it 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 just kind of rings really hollow, uh, just because of how DC has kind of handled everything. Like. On some level, it almost feels like, hey, I know everything Ray Fisher has said, but we're not racist because Black Superman. But like, not even that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Not even and like I, I, like if they were if they were at least going to do one of the Black Superman characters that already exist, then like cool. Like I, I think no. No offense, or perhaps all offense, to Shaq. I think a lot of people would would be okay with seeing like an, a, like a good Steel movie. You know, I, I think people would be interested in learning about Val Zod from from Earth Two or from Calvin Ellis from from Earth Twenty Three. Uh, like, I, I think a lot of people would be interested um, in in seeing that brought to the live action in some form. And like, my policy has always been like. If a character's race, race or ethnicity is not directly tied to the, like their origin or their powers or anything, then literally anyone can play anything. So like I'm not like against the fact the idea of making Kal-El black, but I am just kind of like you do have black Superman characters to pull from who who you could you could you could tell some interesting stories with and you don't have to like have all these questions kind of hanging in the air about is Henry Cavill going to come back at some point? You know, like, is this super, is this Superman set on the earth too? Is it like, what's going on with like, what's going on here? Like, and, and that's just, that's, that's, th- those are just like questions I would like to see answered just as far as like, what, like, what, what are they actually trying to accomplish with this project? What is the purpose of it? Uh, cause it, cause it can, it can be interesting and like either way I'm going to be there, uh, because you know, I like Regina, I like Regina King. I like, uh, I like Tanasi Coates. Um, I've seen some interesting names attached to, um, who could potentially be playing, uh, Superman. Uh, the name, I, the, the biggest name I've seen was, um, the guy who played Chidi on the good place. Oh, um, William Jackson Harbor. Yeah, William Jackson Harbor. I've seen his name attached as, as someone who could potentially uh, be playing uh, Black Black Clark Kent in this in this movie. Uh, so, like overall, I'm I'm intrigued. I just I'm I'm, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm also just kind of side eyeing, you know, Warner Brothers a little bit just because of how they've handled everything. And you know, like I, I don't think that they've I don't I don't think that they've earned the benefit of the doubt, even if. Even if like they're doing things with this project that sound like they could be really good. Yeah, they haven't really earned our trust at this point, you know. Like. Yeah, but 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 I mean, ultimately, and I think all three of us agree with this that ultimately, DC just needs to focus on just making a movie that is good. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about continuity or canon or whatever. Like, just make just make a good movie and like if you can use that as a starting point then you can potentially build that out to maybe a larger universe or a connected universe or so on and so forth yeah it's it's like somebody needs to be in the room with them when one of the executives starts getting excited so like for instance 
they start pitching them the idea. Okay, so we want to have a black Superman, and we want to do this, and we want to have Regina King direct it. And we've talked to Michael B. Jordan. We've talked to a lot of different people. Oh, you ever see The Good Place? You know that guy from The Good Place? Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, we're thinking about maybe him as Clark Kent. Oh, that's great. Oh, and then you know what we can do? All the marketing aspects, and then we can make action figures, and then we can make a, a lot of world building. Like somebody just needs to go yeah. to the executive and just be like, shh, 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 shh. No, no, no. Or. No, just wait. Just wait. Let's make a good movie first. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, honestly, I don't even have a problem with with planning ahead in terms of, of marketing and, and merchandising. But so so I, I think about things like FX. FX has been really successful, mostly because what they do is they find very talented people. They give them money and then they step away. Like Let them do their thing. that has been super effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I, I think about all these 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 sad stories about filmmakers who who ended up making these pretty shitty movies, and how you find out after the fact that like studio interference fuck with things. Like one of the the ones that sticks out in my head is um, Gavin something. I'm blanking on his last name, but the guy who made uh, the first Wolverine movie, the Wolverine X Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. which I think we can agree is not a good movie. Um, he there's a story about him uh, having a set dressed and prepared for shooting the next day, him leaving and coming back, and it's all changed. And he's like, "What the hell? Like, who who did this? Like, why has this happened?" And some apparently some executive had come by and seen it, and they were like, "Oh, it just seemed very dour, very sad, you know." So we want to change some things. Well, mezzanine, motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm like, this was done with intent. Like, yeah. like, you think I'm just fucking around here and being like, oh, you know, make me maybe a splash of color here for no good reason. Um, it's it's a the lot. Love of, of Logan's life just died. You know what this needs? Flowers. Flowers. Yeah. Real bright ones. Really, really stand out. Really, really pull focus. Um, it's a lot of people who need feel the need to justify their position, um, telling people who know how to do it. Basically, a lot of people who feel the need to justify their position who don't know how to do a job, telling people who do know how to do a job how to do the job. Um, it never ever happens in corporate places. And, it, and it's never, and, never and it all works out if it should happen, right? Um, and that's just it's yeah, that's really frustrating. Um, but that's the thing. I think that's what it comes down to is you, you need you need people to you know stay in your fucking lane. You if yeah. you are good at a certain thing, do that thing. Yes. You know, and it, and if and if what someone else is going to do is going to affect what you're doing, talk about that. But don't talk about it to the point where you're going to start, you know, uh, uh, maintain doing what you need to do and yes. whatever is going to affect that. Yes. And stop it there. You don't have to go any further. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I <laughs> with Warner, with, and with Warner brothers, like they have so like, they have like, they haven't touched, they have not really touched any of the milestone stuff. I mean, like they have a ton of things that they could in theory use to like, really draw some attention to themselves and like positive good attention that can you know because it's obvious 
like regardless of how anyone felt about like Zack Snyder's Justice League, like DC and Warner Brothers are clearly trying to distance themselves from that, from from everything associated with that and and go in a new direction, which, you know, fine, that's good. You want you want to instill your vision, but you want to make sure that you, you know, like you were saying, Rambo, like you you bring people in. And then you let them like you 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 bring people in who have a vision that you you know agree with that you can trust, and then you just let them do what they're doing, mm-hmm. like that oh. that 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 it, it it doesn't have to be any more complicated uh, than that. Fucking Josh Trank and Fantastic Four. Like I am so curious to see his version of that movie. There are whole sequences that were removed from that movie, things that they required him to shoot after the fact, and then cut. Wow. What? <laughs> there's a whole, there's supposed to be a whole sequence where the thing uh, uh, is deployed as a weapon, um, and it's like fighting tanks and shit. I want to watch that. Like, that, I, that, yeah, I would like to see this. What? Yeah, like let's do that. Awesome. Like that was. I'm sure that was really expensive. Yeah, we got to cut that. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your money. <laughs> cool hey, or whatever. Your I guess. Kind of try and step away from. It and be like. This is a decision you're doing. Um, I work for you, so I've made my opinions clear. You want to go some go a different direction with it? Have at it. I mean, sure. Yeah. If you want to fuck this movie up? That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at any rate, like, uh, I just want more Superman. I love Superman, yeah. and like, this is a perfect uh, pivot point too, because uh, yeah. we talked about it. Superman and Lois on the CW is so far at this point the best cw thing i've seen in a very long time since like season two of the flash mm. like those first couple of seasons of honestly flash, the best thing <laughs> this is one of the best things they've had since then yeah like it's it's so good and i am enjoying the shit out of it and like it's so nice to see superman and i'm not shitting on anything that that warner brothers dc is doing like it's just really nice to see superman done right and yeah. I'm really enjoying that. And because of that, I want more Superman. I want, give me more. Give, give me everything you got. Like, I want Cavill. Give, give me more Cavill. Like, yeah. give me Michael B. Jordan. Give me whoever. Like, just more Superman. But and let people who know what they're doing with Superman do it. I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna make that point that uh, you, you specifically mentioned season two of The Flash. Do you know who was involved with The Flash after that point? Todd Helbing. The guy who is currently running Superman and Lois. Huh. You see the difference. You see the difference between a character like the Flash, who he clearly didn't have a full understanding of like his powers and like what kind of stories you need to tell, versus with Superman and Lois, and we're seeing a much better, much clearer, uh, much more fun uh, understanding of not only Superman but Lois and and the other major characters that are part of that show. You get just goes to show you get people who know what they're doing, give them money and let them run it. And we're getting a a show that I I think universally speaking, people really enjoy this. Like even people who wanted to hate the show and were like, why the hell? Why do we need a Superman show? Like for what? Yeah, for this, for for exactly this. That's what you need it for. And it's 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 paying off what we all thought they could do with a Superman show. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
for the longest time, they kept telling us, like, oh, well, we're not going to do Superman and we're not going to do Batman because, you know, they're too big yeah. and, like, they get movies and, like, nobody wants to see them on TV. Like, everybody yeah. wants to see them on TV. Yeah. And, like, honestly, you know what this is showing me? This is showing me that you could do a fucking Batman series. You re- you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you could. Yeah. And, it, like, yeah. It, and there was, there, there was some talk. I don't know how much truth how much truth is behind it, but there was some talk of uh like Ben Affleck's Batman having like a limited like a short run uh on HBO Max or even cameoing in that one uh, or not cameoing in the the Gotham series, but um showing like appearing like in another place, like even though this Flash movie is supposed to be his last appearance. Yeah. But I, I thought I think something like that would be would be would be fun. Like mm-hmm. hey cool like you don't want you don't want to do any more reboot movies cool give us a give us you know a really good uh limited series and put it on hbo max give us six to ten episodes of just the best thing you can do with with batman or with any character honestly right yeah it's because i mean we're, we're we're seeing i mean uh Part of the reason that, you know, Superman and Lois is the quality it is, is because they have that HBO Max money behind it. And it shows in terms of the visual effects and like what kind of cool, what kind of cool stuff, uh, what kind of cool sequences they can do. I mean, if you remember um, the uh, one, uh, the the fight in the forest between Superman and um Steel, or as I guess we can call him now, spoiler. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we should probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. That, like, if you haven't seen the most recent episode of Superman and Lois, um, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, yeah like you but, look at like that, or just any of the any of the scenes of him uh, of saving the day, and it's like, no offense to the CW, but like they don't have the budget to pull off something that will look as good as these as the the VFX and these scenes look on Superman and Lois. Hell and, no. And and like just goes to show you get someone who knows what they're doing, um, you invest you 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 invest money into the 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 right into the right pieces, you 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 tell a story that to that to this point th- through what are we, uh, this was episode seven through seven episodes, um, hasn't dealt with like filler or just like nonsense that you know stretches the plot out longer than it needs to be. Like no, like it's every week has been has been good. Like even the weeks that focused a bit more on like the teenage, the, you know, the high school stuff, they haven't been they haven't been bad they haven't been bad episodes at all. They're just different. Yeah, no, they've been and, and even within those, you still get like very awesome Clark Kent or very awesome Superman moments that still make you go, "This is why I watch this show." Like yeah. this, I, this is this is the quality I, I, I search for. And honestly, like it raises an interesting, uh, an interesting um, question, um, something that's kind of been circulating, uh, I would say, like the last couple weeks, um, which is that should like should is it time for like the CW Arrowverse to come to an end? Because I know you guys haven't been watching The Flash, but like watching The Flash and then watching Superman and Lois, like it it's it's it like is a large drop in quality. <laughs> it's that it's, bad. It, it's very like you can you can very much tell like which which show put like time effort into the scripts and to the VFX versus the one that you know 
just kind of did what they've just been doing. Um, and, and I love the I love I still love the Flash. I I hated this recent uh, story arc. Might it might legitimately be the worst thing they've done since season five. Mm. Um, yeah, because I had heard that the fourth storyline was already like not gr- not a great thing to go down, and just the way that they handled it was just was just not great. But then you juxtapose that with like what we got in super on Superman and Lois this week, and it's like. I'm sorry. Like it, 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 it makes me not want to even bother tuning in at eight o'clock to watch to even watch the Flash. That sucks. Like, yeah, like, and so like, there's a lot of rumors that are circulating right now about you know maybe season eight might be the the final season. We actually got some really exciting news, which is uh, Bart Allen, Impulse, and Jay Garrick are going to be regulars for season eight of the Flash. Well, shit. There you go. Just fix that problem with adding more characters. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, just there's a lot. I mean, I I am curious. To, I'm curious, but I don't. I don't. I, it, to me, it does kind of feel like the CW Arrowverse, you know, might have run its course at this point. And like, I'm excited that they're going to be introducing Naomi next year with Ava DuVernay, uh, you know, uh, directing it. Like, that's that's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see it. But, you know, Legends, not very good. Batwoman has not been very good. Supergirl, oh, but I think. thought you liked Legends so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite thing to watch every week. Um, and, you know, like, Supergirl's ending, Black Lightning just ended. They opted to not pick up the Painkiller spinoff, which is unfortunate because it really could have been really awesome. Um, and so like, it's like, well, you have Superman and Lois, which, 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 I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed this. Yeah. They kind of don't really talk about the other shows or anything no. that, that happens. Like you can't, Black Lightning had a mention of the Flash and vice and vice versa. But like Superman and Lois is just kind of its own thing. So like, it really does beg the question as to whether the CW should just go on and just, you know, kind of, you know, let let the shows end and, you know, maybe do something different. My my honestly biggest problem with those shows is 24, 26 episodes. It's too much. Yep. Yeah, there it is. It's just That's... it's too fucking much, man. Yeah. And so so, you know, what this is what season seven, the flash season six. Yeah, yeah. Season seven, so really, it's like season fourteen. Like you're, you're, prime, you know, if if ideally these shows would be thirteen episodes a season, yeah, and you could tell much more interesting, much tighter stories, and you not have not have to worry about dragging things out for you know that that full length of time. And one of one of the many things the Brits have right is they keep things short and simple. Um, hang on a second. Some, there's a reason for that and it's fucked up. Hang on. Um, it has, it, it, the reason why British television does that is because of, um, and, and if I'm not hundred percent correct on this, I apologize folks. Cause I did not research this, but I, I've had this conversation before. It has to do with, um, work rights. It has to do with labor laws. Oh, they don't want to give too much money or... No, it's not that they don't want to give too much money. It's that they don't want to overwork their actors. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. Because in 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 England and Europe, uh, at least the, I think like in Great Britain and maybe the EU overall, um, but certainly in England, uh, it's a job. Like it, it's looked at as a proper job. Like there's definitely a level of fame uh, that's associated with it, but not nearly to the degree that you have in the states. So being a working actor is just it's common. It, it's it's why you'll see you know, big Hollywood movie stars uh, uh, over here who are doing BBC series over there. And not like, you know, oh, they hit it big, now they won't do any more, or any more television. No, like, it's just common. And, like, it's it's a new thing for us stateside um, to see, like, bigger A-list or, or B-list character or, or actors doing TV series. Um but it's just super common, uh, yeah. you know, across the pond. Um, and also just like the the degree to which not everything is as monetized. Yeah. Um, you know, like the BBC is government sponsored. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, okay, make entertainment. Go ahead. In fact, that yeah. might so- be a future episode of um mike explores is i have a cousin that lives in england and one of the things that he explained was the way the bbc works and i thought it was genius and i think that it would make a huge difference if we did that here in the states because it would fix the problem that we have with media in the sense that like the news media and and this is our own fault is they're all basically like if you're not getting ratings you're worthless in in their eyes and like the bbc isn't like that and like that kind of solves the problem of biased news of Fox news of shit like mm-hmm. that. Like if there's not money involved, then, and you make sure that it, basically it's, that it's actually focused on the news and not a bunch of other bullshit. Then like you solve that problem. Yeah. I mean, and like, let's, yeah. you know, nobody here is saying that this is a perfect solution No, and that there's no corruption anywhere else in the world. No, obviously. Um, no. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, there's, there's, definitely ways to go about this that makes more sense and, and covers a lot more ground yeah so one of the things that i'm seeing here because I, I was i googled um one of the reasons behind it is that british tv series generally don't like they only have one writer or like a, a or one or two writers who work as a team as opposed to like american uh american produced shows which generally have a team of writers and the way that they operate over there is Whenever the writer stops, like, is done, like, has written all the scripts they want to write, then the show just ends, as opposed to here, where, you know, writers get replaced all the time. Someone leaves the writer's room, you bring someone else in, or you you might just have uh, a bunch of different people writing different episodes over the course of, like, a season or a couple seasons of a show. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I've... uh... There was a show called it wasn't extras. That was a different series. Um, fuck, I'm blanking on what it was. But it was it was a, a a show about a British couple who developed a series in England and who were adapting it in the states. And Matt LeBlanc plays himself in the show, um, and he's the lead of the. Um, of the the new show episodes it's called episodes um and yeah and it's and that's the thing it's it's just the you know when they when they develop the show uh uh, in england it's just the husband and wife team 
Yeah. And when they come over, they have a whole writing staff. Um, and yes, I, I hadn't even I hadn't even considered the fact that you know the the scale of things is so much different. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so like, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I, so I found an article from the the BBC. They say American, uh, like American TV is a producer's medium in which an idea is worked up, characters are developed, early scripts written, and then the show is handed over to a large group of writers to flesh out in the scripts. Uh, in Britain, it's much more of a writer's medium. So scripts are, are almost always written and developed by one or two people before they're then taken into production. So it's almost more like uh, like theater. Yeah, it sounds like. Okay. Which, which again, makes sense because there's, there's a much more practical... It's it's not it's not the same sort of uh, uh, time and money investment that you would get over as you would get over here, um, yeah. where like this is this is a big corporate animal, and so it's important that you know it not not necessarily be the best thing it possibly can, but be the most efficient in making money and drawing attention. Yeah, um, like that's that's something like. Shows like Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men and all that shit, they're not high quality programs, but they, to some degree, hit the lowest common denominator and it appeals to a wide range. It's very broad and it appeals to a wide range of people. And so they keep tuning in. Um, so you get a lot of advertising dollars. And, and the more popular it is, the more that the higher those numbers climb. Um, which is also one of the things that, that has bugged me for a long time is, is the degree to which people are, are divorced from the purpose of television. Um, like why TV shows exist at all. <laughs> and it's to, to sell advertising dollars. Like yeah. that's a hundred percent what it is. Like, oh, I, yeah, I wish they would cut all these commercials out. It's like, oh, well then there'd be no TV show. Like the only reason that you you can do streaming services the way they do is you're paying for it up front. Um, and and when I see people like oh they only want to you know sell merchandise, well yeah, it's a business. It always it always makes me laugh. It always makes me laugh when people say things like that and they'll be like, oh they're just trying to to sell toys and they're just trying to make money. And like I I'm not even kidding that somebody had a conversation with me that was unironic about this. And they're like, you know, that new Transformers movie was just an excuse for them to, like, make toys and stuff. And I'm like, you do realize that Transformers was created back in the 80s to sell toys. Specifically. You know this, right? Exclusively. Yeah. And they're like, no, because, like, the, the show was like, you know, like, no, uh-uh, mm, you are incorrect. No. Like, that's exactly why it was created. Like... The decision and made to kill Optimus Prime was, so they could, yeah, fuck, was exclusively Sorry. so that they could start the next series, uh, the next toy line. We have new toys coming out, and we want to, we want people to be interested in them. So here you go. Fuck off with Optimus Prime. You need Rodimus Prime now. And yeah, and it, and it became, you know, and it's like super traumatizing and fucked up a lot of kids. Um, but it wasn't really so thought of beyond like, okay, well, we need to clear the we need to clear the slate. We have new shit coming right. up. <laughs> the end. <laughs> hey kids, hope you didn't like this thing. Hope it didn't like make you ball your eyes out in the movie theater like an asshole. But you know, Optimus is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the king is dead, long live the king. 
Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah no, 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 no. There's a new one. There's a new one. Well, how did the new guy become king? Oh, we just ripped out the heart of the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, I get it. You know, the the idea that you you want these things to be... And there's and there certainly, like, there are showrunners and writers and actors, you know, behind these works that, you know, for them it is very personal and it, and it is important and, you know, and it, and it is art. But at the end of the day, all of these studios are looking to turn a profit. Um, there, there was a conversation recently uh, on the on the G, on the Facebook group um, about the Thundercats reboot from 2011, and you know there was there was some some hemming and hawing about like oh well you know I can't you know they they canceled this show and it was it was right in its prime and like oh and, and somebody said you know oh well they only wanted to make uh, to sell toys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. That's the point yeah. of this. Like this, it's 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 advertising to some degree. It's about you know, again, it's about turning a profit, and there isn't necessarily anything wrong with that, um, as long as everybody's being honest and everybody's on the same page. Um, so I I I I'm I'm always a little confused when when I hear, you know, adults in particular talk about this. Um, and not like lament it, like the fact, like you know, well, it's it, you know, these are these are here to make toys, like you know, to to sell toys or merchandise. But when they when they say it in such a way that it's like a shock, like it never occurred to them. You guys well, know, yeah, it's it's that they're it's, here just to make toys. It's just a cash grab. Crazy. Everything is a cash grab in a capitalist society, <laughs> and like that's that's the whole point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, you know, you can definitely still get things that are worthwhile out of that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to make money. Did you guys know that? That's wild. Crazy man. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it just throws me off. Like, like, you know, the degree to which, you know, like, were you, were you kidding yourself or did you really not realize what the, what the purpose of this was? Um, and it's, yeah, it's always, it's always surprised me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. What, what you gonna do though? Um, let's do this. We'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, and then we'll come back. We got another one. We are gonna talk more about the things that we are excited about because um, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to talk about. We appreciate you, and this has been another big month here at uh, the Great Geek Refuge. Uh, you guys continue to uh, bring people on. You tell people about all the awesome things we're doing. We keep getting more subscribers, and I just like it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome that what was a hobby and it's just a chance to talk to my friends about geeky nerdy shit has become something that a lot of people are interested in. So we appreciate you and we will continue to do so. Uh, so for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, my name is Mike Lunsford. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!